um, as I was rethinking my entire life, I remembered my, um, the advice that my mother had given me. And what she said to me was, find something you are happy doing, and then find a way to get paid to do it. And whatever it is, barring murder, I'll support you. And the reason why she said the whole barring murder thing is because she couldn't find a way to support that. You know, moms. So I was working in an office um, as a filing clerk, nothing spectacular. And I felt like I was dying inside. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And it felt like there was a part of me that was numb. And it was um, being squeezed to death. I've always wanted to perform, but I didn't have the courage to do it. I just thought, it's too late, I'm too old, uh, people start acting young, they start off young, people my age already have successful careers, no one starts their career at, as an adult, people start searching for jobs when they're like 17, 18, 19, no one heads off in their 20s, that's ridiculous, no one even dreams of it beyond that, like, it's, so I was trying to stifle that part of me and quiet that voice inside me, and then I started having dreams of time running out and panic attacks, and um, I knew what they were because at the beginning stages of my grief, I experienced panic attacks, so I knew exactly what was happening. It was, I then I had them because it was such a huge loss, and I recognized that this was happening again because there was something inside me that I was losing, and I just didn't know what it was. And I prayed, and I asked God for guidance, and. I completely ignored God's guidance because I thought it was ridiculous because uh, I lived in a small city, there was no production company, no acting really there. Also I'm the wrong skin color, I'm the wrong gender, very soon I'll be the wrong age. You know, I'll be, like, all the things, all the things, I'm the wrong economic background. By that point, I was struggling financially. Everything, everything, everything was me being the wrong thing. Everything. And all the signs that said, trust God, have faith, go for additions, apply for things. I tried ignoring them and I just eventually the feeling got so intense inside of me that I couldn't breathe unless I did something. So I contacted a local 
um, amateur dramatic society and I went for an open call edition there and it was like breathing fully for the first time in my life it was like I was breathing actually breathing and then I auditioned for a production company to do a um, a play with them and <laughs> I ended up on a tour of 101 Dalmatians and I, um, I worked at the Meta Market Theatre and the whole time I'm not saying I'm acting, I'm just breathing and it was when I say I don't know what it is, I don't know how it is I do what it is I do I mean it I just know that when I do the thing I do I flex fully inside and I fully live in my body as in I use parts of me I didn't know could be used, like when you're exercising and you discover that there's a certain muscle that you can work by doing a specific thing, that's how it feels and that's how it was, but I wasn't acting because giving it a name, acknowledging what it was would mean that I would have to acknowledge the fact that I want to do this and that I know that I cannot do it because I will fail. And I can fail at everything. I can fail at being a lawyer. I'll just be a disappointment to my dad, to my parents. I can fail at going to medical school because seeing other people in pain completely disarms me. I'm, I can't handle that and disappoint my grandparents and my family. I can fail at being a good middle-class girl. I can fail at all of that because it's not me. But if I fail at this, if I actually fail, it's different not to try. If I don't try, then I never know. But if I do try and I fail, I failed at being me. And that was horrifying. So I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to know that I would fail or not fail. I just assumed I would. And every time I got on stage, everybody I worked with was like, you really need to do this. You really need to give it a go. Strangers I would have conversations with and interact with would be like, have you tried acting? You should be on stage. You should be on screen. And I was like, see, that's that's me saying that to me because I want to hear that. Like, they're just saying it and I'm hearing it because that's what I want to hear. You know what I mean? So, again, I was praying at this time and completely ignoring the signs uh, from God because those people were speaking. Because God doesn't do that. God doesn't speak to me. I mean, I pray, but God doesn't speak to me. I'm not important enough. 
and then uh, a thought popped into my head, which was revolutionary, but not. The thought was this. What if I am 90 years old, 96 years old, and I sit back and I look at my life and I realize I had 96 years and not once did I try to do the thing I wanted to do. How would that feel? So then it made sense to try, because when I am 96 years old, the worst thing, the worst thing I could think of was sitting, sitting down and thinking to myself, I didn't try. And then as if to confirm this, everything Every person I spoke to that week was talking about the fact that they were afraid to look back on their life and realize that they didn't try some, try to do the thing they wanted. Uh, this gentleman, I was working at a place called the Calendar Club, which is a, a, a pop-up store. The pop-up stores that, that um, in around the United Kingdom, um, this is for people who are not in the United Kingdom, by the way, where they where we sell calendars and diaries and journals for the year, for the coming year. So they're from like um, November, late October maybe, into like January, maybe February, and you're selling. And I was working there, and there was this gentleman that was a regular customer that he came to buy calendars as gifts for his family, because they lived far away from him. And he, I remember the full conversation we had, but I remember him saying passionately that if I have a dream, I should pursue it, because the worst thing in life that he ever experienced was the understanding that the person that stood in the way of his dreams was him, and how he didn't know if things would have turned out the way he wanted them to, the way he pictured them. But he knew that the fact that he didn't try, or he didn't put in enough of an effort when he did try, that he sabotaged himself to fail, rather than fully commit, is the reason why he never experienced any of the things he dreamed of. Well, the panic set in, didn't it? And I was just like, okay, God, if you want me to do this, Show me a sign. And I won't say what the sign is because that's for me personally. But I received it clear as a bell. So then I applied for drama school. But now, before I applied for drama school, what I did is, and this is the practical side of things, I took some audition training. Um, drama schools... Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, have interviews. 
um, which are sort of entrance exams. And the entrance exam is an audition or a series of auditions which you have to pass through in order them, for them to see what you can do. Because I will repeat, no one knows how actors act. But they know that what they see is compelling. And what drama school is, is a place where you learn certain tools that help you sculpt or um, direct what you do. So for instance, a, th a thing I experienced was stamina. So I'm a natural actor, as in as much as I am a natural dancer. So I can dance and I'm really good at it. I know this because when I dance, I, f I am freed into it and I get paid quite a bit of money to do it when I dance. Um, but in order for me to be better at it, I took classes with experts in order to be better at certain techniques and then also to learn how to increase my stamina on stage so that I could be at a performance for and at 45 minutes an hour without running out of breath, without feeling my muscles tire. It's the same thing with acting. You need to be able to be on stage and maintain a performance, lift the energy and keep it at that level for 45 minutes and sometimes 90 minutes if there's a performance that goes straight through without a break. And if you're on set, you need to be able to be on set for anything from 2 hours to 12 hours while maintaining energy levels or conserving energy levels for when you'll be called on because you're not on camera that whole time. The director wants you there standing by just in case they get time to shoot your scenes. Drama school gives you certain tools that may or may not work for you. You discover that as an actor. You discover what works for you. You try, it doesn't work, you put it down, you try something else. And that helps you learn how to build your stamina, learn how to connect with a character, learn how to do practical things that help keep you grounded while you're being someone else and living in another world. But in order to get to drama school and do something I've never done, I had to train. So I took audition lessons and then um, my friend, the first director who directed me, Claire Howard, who is amazing as a human being and as a director, gave me lessons. She coached me. She helped me write my applications for drama school because she really encouraged me to go and she helped me with connecting to an audience of one or two, or two people, which is extremely intimidating. You wouldn't think it. You would think being on stage in front of 1,500 people is much more intimidating than being on stage with, with being in front of two people. But if you think about it, it's a matter of intimacy. 1,500 people looking at me are too many for me to be afraid and shy. They're too many. Even if it's one person there, I can focus on the person in the corner there and it's very difficult to see them so I don't see that they don't like me or maybe they like me, I don't know. But if it's two people in front of me, 
You can read body language. You can feel the energy they're giving off. That can throw off your performance. You need training in how to be able to handle that situation and not lose character and not lose focus. I did that. I applied to a lot of drama schools. I got auditions at a few very good ones. And I got in. I was shocked when I got in because these are people who hang out with proper actors and they thought I was an actor. That was the beginning of some problems we'll discuss later and it was an amazing affirmation. So why did I become an actor? Because I was born one. That was my story. That is my story. Some people become actors because of some other reasons. And that will be their story and they can tell it to you. Um, next week, maybe we'll do something more practical. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining me. I don't know you. But I love you, and that just means you're great. God bless you. God keep you. God make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. God turn his countenance towards you and give you peace. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope to see you again next week. Bye. Also, I really apologize for my mic kind of peeking through on camera. <laughs> I'm learning as I go. <laughs>